guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio Buck Show, and today we got a topic. First, this was actually inspired by Eric Thomas's Rage. Uh, it, there was a little Rage segment that he talked about in his, uh, what is it, S to S podcast, right? And he talked about this back, uh, what is it, December 22nd? And so I was so fascinated by this because he said, of course, him being spiritual, he's like, God, I don't know what it is that's bugging me so much, so you need to tell me. And he's like, listen, it's rage. So then, of course, after Eric Thomas had gone through all the things that he had gone through, being homeless, his mother never told him who his father was, lied to him for X amount of years. He said, forget this, I have control of my life now. But living on the streets, he had to learn a different way. You know, older men would follow him. He had to, people were trying to do things. You know, there were prostitutes everywhere. We're talking about Detroit, Michigan here back in what? The early 1990s, if I'm not mistaken. And so he developed rage. And I said in my Instagram story that I had a slight amount of rage, but another family member of mine was not able to overcome that rage, and that was my brother. Another family member of mine was my mother, and she had rage. So what does rage mean? Well, you know, that's just uncontrollable anger. The only time I could actually pinpoint myself back to when I had these symptoms was back in 2003. Who was I to blame? I can't blame my father. He's already gone two years prior to that. But where did it come from? That summer was fantastic. There was a number of things. My mother had lost her job after I came home the first day of school. I was in band with my brother. And my brother, of course, him being that rage, he didn't have it that bad back then. But now he's like 100% it. And he doesn't even realize it. And so even someone who has rage, you try giving them an opinion or try helping them, they absolutely shut you down and they go crazy. I'm going to get into those stories. But... When I had it, back at the end of 2013, it was a combination of my mother losing her job. Uh, my brother trying to turn my mother against me after we had gotten into it at band practice one evening. Came back home, I ran away for a night. My mother didn't even know who, you know, where I was. Didn't speak to me for a month, didn't give a fuck. After I came home, of course, that next day. There were a number, uh, you know, power got cut off. I liked this girl by the name of Adriana. And then one day during lunch, this other guy by the name of Edison, who I didn't even know, came up behind her, started hugging her right in front of me. And I'm like, <gasps> and I had to send her an email. And of course, these were the email days back in 2003. Not a SMS, not a line message, not a voice note, none of that. But it was an email saying, I can't believe you did that right in front of my eyes. Another girl came into my life. I started developing feelings for her. Adriana went away, developed feelings for Maria. Maria went out my life. No food. Thanksgiving was bleak. Brother against me. Living in a household with a lot of turmoil, that's when I went into depression. And this is when rage happened. So probably around December of 2013, yes, we were given a Thanksgiving di- uh, uh, what is it? A Thanksgiving dinner, thanks to uh, Kathy, who has always been a family friend. But then we went into that 2000, uh, what is it, the 2003 Christmas. And when I started developing these things and I started getting really angry, it was things, it was just uncontrolled anger. I couldn't do anything about it. So here am I playing Blitz 2003, a stupid ass American football game, right? 
And then if something goes completely wrong, which it does, because these games are pretty much predicated and built off, like, making you mad, I would slam the controller. I would scream. I would cry. I would go incense and see red. This went into the track and, uh, not track and field, but this went into me watching basketball, such as, you know, the University of North Carolina, uh, you know, back in 2004. And I remember... Uh, you know, I was just rooting them on so much and there were times with that, you know, that they would lose and I would just go crazy. And some of you who have been listening to my podcast for as long as you have, you guys will have heard my story by now or would have heard my story by now in terms of me being so mad, stomping up the steps and my mother looking at her friend who I also see as a stepfather by the name of Alfred Travis and saying, I think something's wrong with my son. And that's when I realized I did have a problem. I had this uncontrolled anger within me. Now, I could point at the outer sources and say, okay, it was the two girls. Okay, my mom didn't have money. Okay, it was my punk-ass brother. Okay, it was this. Okay, it was that. But how was I able to overcome that? Well, the thing is, we have to look back to the... I don't know where the genesis happened. It could have been when my mother and my father were trying to kill each other. My mother developed such an unbelievable rage, probably from 1995 to about 2002, 2003, and then, you know, just let go because she had no control over us anymore. She couldn't hurt us anymore, but she would get things and she would hurt us with things. It wasn't abuse, but she would hit us with not just a belt, but different objects, and she didn't give a fuck. She really didn't. And yeah, I would always say, damn, my mom, she needs anger management. She needs anger management. But no, this was actually rage. An uncontrolled amount of anger within an individual. And this is something that you develop within you if you don't get it handled. And so in saying that, you know, back to the 2003 and my brother going at it, you know, 2008. I mean, there was 2005, obviously, when his friend came up to the, uh, you know, my room asking me for $5, and I asked him for what? It's my money. I get the, you know, I have the ability, I have the authority to ask where my money's going. And, of course, it was to marijuana, and I'm not promoting my uh, brother's addiction. Came in the room, threw the money, boom, we got in a fight, fist fight. And after that, we were downstairs, and I remember Al, he was still around. He was still around. And Al saw this guy, and he said, oh, my God, this guy is unbelievably hostile right now. He was so angry that you couldn't do anything to stop him. I saw this back in 2004 when he tried blaming me over something outlandishly ridiculous. I came home, and I was like, hey, what the hell's going on here? And he's like, you, you, and it was just so much. And a lot of men who have the alpha mask, they suffer from this. And so... Going into 2008, and I realized that, you know what, that, you know, he really and seriously does have a problem. And that was when I had to call the cops on him to get my stuff out of my apartment. I was like, listen, I got to get stuff out of my home right now. And I'm going to go stay the night over here because this motherfucker is outside of his mind. Not only that, but, you know, my, uh, my, the, what is it, Dominique, her parent, Dennis, who helped me get into, of course, college out there in Arizona, he was saying, Arsenio, our, uh, Andre's coming back. And Andre, he had already said before that made Andre very upset that Andre has a dysfunctional family. I'm 1,000% behind that. Now, it's not, me, it's not me, my life, or who am I to say? But 
I know exactly. You know, my best friend Andre, he was thrown in jail because of comments made by his mother. And if he hadn't got out, if he hadn't gotten out of America, probably September or, or October of 2010, he would have been in jail forever. Because he was going down that route, but I'm so glad he got out. Now he has two beautiful children, and he's doing an amazing job out there in New York. So I'm grateful for that. But going back to those times, Dennis, he said, Andre's coming back from the Navy, and your brother's out, you know, he's beside his fucking mind. You guys got to get a place together. Got the place together. Went back in with my mom probably X amount of months later. Me and my brother got a little bit close. But then it just builds up over time. It could build up over a course of three, six, nine, twelve months, and then there's that explosion. And I remember the last little bit. Now my brother went through surgery back in 2012, going into 2013. This is when he, his rage had gotten to such an uncontrollable point. Whereas it was, it, it, it's impossible for me to even get anything out of him anymore. Not even a hello. Not even a birthday. Nothing. And. It's not from his father. It's some. It's something intrinsically that he had built up over time. And so, the last time I had a conversation with my uh, Rolanda, youngest sister, uh, I, you know, me and my brother, we had gotten into it. It's crazy because we hadn't spoke to each other for like two years. And then here comes this stupid ass game. And this guy by the name of Paul, I forgot his last name, Paul Hernandez, um. And he was like my brother's friend from a very long time ago. I used to play basketball ball with him back in like 2003. Um, he was just, I wouldn't say he was a nobody, but he was just someone that I would play basketball with during intramural practice or after school, like back when I was a fucking child. All right, 2002, 2003. But it's funny because my brother tagged me, or Paul had tagged me in the post and said, oh, your brother's got da-da-da-da-da winning. And then my brother read my comment, and he couldn't even accept my comment. He's like, it looks like you haven't changed much. No, that wasn't the anger speaking, but the anger that followed after that. Because I finally blocked him, and I said, enough's enough. I can't do this anymore. And you should see the letter. You should have seen the letter. Now, of course, the letter, that was just that rage within him that has been within him for X amount of years. Guys, I, I saw this back in 1998 when my brother was standing up to my father, who was by far way taller than him, way bigger than him, at the age of 12, and taunting my father in a bedroom that wasn't even his. A long time ago that night, my mother had to pick him up and take him and live with her. Next thing you know, my mother had called my father and said, uh, you need to take his ass back. He doesn't even want to go to school anymore. And my mother locked him out. And you know what? He said, hey, Dad, I got to come back and live with you. My brother has always had this within him. And he's never been able to overcome it. And I'm not the person to say, hey, you know what? Uh, you could overcome this or this or that. I'm not the person that could help him. I'm just not. Through his eyes, not only am I just little brother, but I'm just a nasty, hateful, selfish human being. That's all good because I've been called many things. I can, I can really give a damn about what anyone calls me anymore. But I'm just fortunate enough that my mother, she overcame that to a certain extent. She doesn't have that anymore. But my brother, he suffers from that. And he has driven away his two sisters. And he's driven away me forever. So in saying that, it's all about self-awareness. Becoming aware of the things that 
you suffer from. The things that are hindering you, your growth. I realized that I had a problem when I was 15 years old. No, I didn't have to go see a doctor. Fuck a doctor. A doctor ain't going to do a goddamn thing to me. It's who am I? What's my identity? What are these things that are bothering me? What are these really deep-rooted, sad feelings that I'm feeling? Depression. Scared to talk to my mom about it. Of course, my dumbass friends at that time, they didn't know anything about that. I was around losers of losers. No offense to them. But luckily, I was able to discover myself through what? Track and field. It was that fateful February. Late February. Manny. Earth science class. I was being bullied by this menace to society by the name of Lee. This guy was at least 20 years old in like 10th grade, I swear. There's no way that he was 16 years old. This guy was 20 years old in the 10th grade. Pathetic beyond belief. But it's not my say. And Manny came up to me. He said, do you still want to do track and field? I said, yeah. He said, come with me. Let's go to Coach Meyer's office. Coach Meyer, hey, I'm Arsenio. Hey, Arsenio, how you doing? Guy from Iowa. He said, come out to practice next uh, tomorrow. All of, those, all of that anger was gone all of a sudden because that anger went into me crying for my soul when I had lost at an invitational meet in Bullhead City, Arizona, it being the first time I ever traveled outside of America for the, you know, in, I mean, outside America, outside the state before in my life. And then I went from agony of defeat and crying to winning my heat in the 300 meter intermediate hurdles. And between that moment, I remember I, I went home and the girl that I liked at the time, her name was Maria. And I said, Maria, oh my God, you won't believe it. She said, what? I said, I won my meet. She said, oh my God, congratulations. That anger dissipated forever. It did. Now, is there still an uncontrollable anger within me that I cannot control? That I get so angry that my bottom lips start shaking and everything? Last time that happened, that was about... 16 years ago, and it was right during in the smackdown of when I started identifying that I had that little bit of a rage problem, you know, and it was in 2003, the same year, the same time, Maria, the Adriana, you know, my mother losing her job, and this happened, that happened, all of that stuff. The Blitz 2003 bullshit-ass game on PlayStation, all of that happened. But I'm just fortunate enough that I identified that problem when I was young, but a lot of you out there, men, you believe, oh, no, nah, no, nah, I don't need to. You know, there's nothing wrong with me. That's denial. And that denial, you're probably driving away relationships all around, in like, in your life. There have been women who, uh, I, I wouldn't say women suffer so much from this, but, you know, if someone is very angry or very this or very that, it scares the hell out of me. You know, I used to work with teachers like that out here in Thailand. You know, there was this 70-year-old guy, 80-year-old, I don't know how old he is. He just lies about it all the time. He stayed 67 for like six years. Shit is crazy. So he would get angry all of a sudden. And I remember he told me a story. He's like, I went home last night, and my wife, of course his wife is 40 years younger than him. She's like, yeah, she was eating this specific dish, and he screamed at her. He said, get that shit out of my living room. Like, that is scary. And as a woman, if you see that, that's not only that's not a yellow, that's not an orange, that's a beyond purple flag. You got to get your son out of there. I don't give a damn how much you're clinging on to him because because he has money. But that right there will end up producing abuse. And so identifying those triggers, 
If you have that problem, I don't give a damn if you're a male or a female. Where does that come from? What's the source? What's the genesis? You could start pinpointing it all the way back, but it's intrinsically. You developed it. And so, you know, while I was listening to this Eric Thomas uh, episode, I was like, man, this is amazing. And I'm just damn near in tears because I was able to overcome that. And I'm grateful, but unfortunately, my brother never did. And what can that produce? I have no idea. But all I can do is wish him the best. And don't be that person where it just festers within you for such a long time. So guys, those are some key action points to take with you today. If you got any questions, you know how to get in contact with me. I'm your host, as always, over and out.